So many of us have heard the story of the birth of Jesus many times. And that's wonderful. That's yeah. like really awesome. Today what we want to do is we want to enter into this story of God's incredibly great news in the incarnation, in Jesus, in a little bit of a different way. So we're going to be using our imaginations to kind of put ourselves in the story and personally experience the good news of Jesus' birth. And all of us get to participate. So if there's children in your home or you got some really old folks like me yeah, in your home, kind of gather them around no matter our age, let's have a little fun together as we do this. Yeah, exactly. And if you would, just go ahead and grab maybe some uh, paper, some pens, maybe even uh, some crayons or coloring uh, pencils. Uh, we're going to have a lot of creativity here. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you want to be able to write or draw something and so that we can um, uh, go at that together. So if you can go ahead and grab those things right now, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And so what we're going to be doing, it actually has a name. It's called Imaginative Prayer. And it's a process of an imagining ourselves like in the gospel scene. Actually, maybe even taking up a character and being with Jesus and becoming aware of what's going on and how we're feeling and maybe some of the sights and sounds and even smells. When we imagine ourselves into the story in this way, we actually can begin to enter into a different kind of real intimacy with Jesus as we place ourselves fully in the story uh, of, of the Gospels here. And I, I don't know about you, Brian, but really one of the first times I did this, mm -hmm. like I kind of did it accidentally yeah. <laughs> as a young guy beginning to follow Jesus. Sure. I'm reading through the Gospels and I just put myself in the story. You're so drawn into it. Yeah. And it opened up in a whole different way yeah. than it ever had before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I know for myself, this is something that maybe felt a little bit new, but the more that I've engaged with this practice, I found it to be super helpful uh, in helping me to connect more with God, to connect with the truth of scripture and to, to connect with what that can mean uh, for me to be putting this practice uh, into my life. Yeah. And so uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to like just begin to read the story. And as I do that, you might want to just kind of jot down some things that stand out to you. And you might be like some things to draw what you're seeing. Or you might just want to close your eyes and relax. Yeah. Like there's really no wrong way to go about this. And so let's begin by praying and then we'll kind of dive into that. So Holy Spirit, would you come and would you wake up our imaginations as we go back to that very first Christmas, as we go back to like receiving the really the best news ever, would you awaken our imaginations and allow us to hear you, Holy Spirit, to hear you in these moments together? Amen. Thank you, God. So as we start, I want you to think about uh, good news. We all love getting good news, and we love sharing good news. Uh, again, sometimes we receive good news. Sometimes we're on the ones that are, uh, the ones that are delivering good news. I want you to consider for a moment how that feels. How does that, be, uh, how does that feel to be uh, on the receiving end of some fantastic news? And then how does it feel to be the one that is giving uh, some really good news? What kind of emotions maybe spark within you? As you imagine, maybe throughout your life, different times that you've been on the receiving end of really good news. But maybe on the other end, uh, how has it been when you've been the one that's been giving really good news? You know, how does that feel to speak those words? And how do you hope that that news is received? Yeah. We're going to read a story of the very best news 
that's ever been given. And so, Michael, will you want to read this to us yeah. from Luke chapter 2? Yeah, it comes from Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to read the first 20 verses. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them at the guest inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Well, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. That story never gets old. That's so amazing Man, to hear that. I love Such it. Such good news. Yeah. And so, again, this morning, what we want to do is enter into this familiar story, but in a really unique way. And so what I'd like to lead us through is imagining different pieces of this uh, narrative and allowing us to enter into that scene. So as we do that, let's imagine what's going on. The shepherds, they're resting on a hillside. Maybe just outside of Bethlehem. The sun is set, and now they're getting ready to settle in for the night. Place yourself in that scene with the shepherds. Maybe imagine yourself as one of those shepherds as well. Think about what it looks like. The stars in the night sky. Maybe even the smell of the sheep <laughs> grazing uh, in, the in the field next to you. Take in the, the sight of the herd that's resting on the hillside and the, the shepherds that are working alongside you. It's been a long day keeping watch. So maybe even ask yourself, like imagine how would your body feel mm. after that long day? Mm. And what might be going through your mind after a long day's work? I want you to imagine now to look at Bethlehem in the distance might be lamps that are lit and families getting settled in for the night. You might imagine the sounds of the city just kind of hustling and bustling. The census has brought a number of people into Jerusalem. 
into town and the relatives have gathered. Some have traveled um, great distances uh, to be there. And so again, think about what does it look like on this hillside of Bethlehem to be there? Do you wish that you were actually in the city, in this town? Or is it feeling really comfortable? Are you content to be outside looking over the city? As we consider more, all of a sudden, the sky lights up around you. Such a vivid piece of the story. You're surrounded by light and an angel appears before you. That freaked me out. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. The thing that the angel always says first is don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's it like to see this angelic creature before you, really probably shaking you to your boots, but saying, do not be afraid. It goes on to say, I bring you good news, really good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. I'm trying to take in these words. Just imagine like hearing those words, this announcement of good news. How does that hit you? Now, without warning, this heavenly messenger is then actually joined by a whole multitude of others uh, dancing and celebrating, and they are singing out this song, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Can, can you almost hear their song hmm. in your ears? What's that sound like in the most heavenly choir ever? And what else are you drawn to in that amazing angelic gathering? And just as suddenly as the angels appeared, the angels then vanish. And the sky, which was so full of light and song and celebration, is suddenly quiet once again. And there's a stillness. There's a reverent pause in the air. And it's like everything has gone motionless. Yeah. And everyone stands still, taking this in. Look around you. Think about that part of the scene. Now what do you see? And what's going through your mind? But then someone begins to move. One of the other shepherds starts towards Bethlehem and invites everyone else to come along. And so you follow. And you move quickly you know, down the hill and then through the streets and you're looking for this child that the angels have spoken about. You maybe turn a corner and then you come to this structure and there is this scene. The mother, the father, and this baby in a manger. Now is your chance to look upon this newborn hmm. Messiah. And as you do, his eyes meet yours. Hmm. And you take in his gaze. Man, thanks wow. for leading us through that. Yeah. That's like, that's pretty powerful. Th th think about it for a second. As you like look into the gaze of Jesus, as you lock eyes with him, this Jesus who is going to grow into a man who is going to suffer and die on the cross for you, 
and then be resurrected from the dead into a whole completely different kind of body. What do you want to say to him? Some of you might want to get to know Jesus better. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Some of you may want to start following Jesus. Like, I actually want to follow him. I want to learn how to live life the way he lived life, connected to the Father, empowered by the Holy Spirit. If that's you, if you want to press into relationship with Jesus, there's a, if you're watching this live, there's a little button you can click. This is Get Prayer. There's also a button you can click that says, I commit my life to Jesus. If that's you, just click that, click that link. Like We would love to connect with you and help you get connected, not only to Christ, but to the community of Christ, where you can actually learn to follow him in a really good way. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to do one more thing. Grab a piece of that paper and write down what you would like prayer for in response to that good news. Just grab a piece of that loose paper and write it down. Here's the thing I would like prayer for into that good news. If you're watching this by yourself, you can just uh, chat something with us about kind of your experience or you could fill it out on the connect form or you could request prayer so we could pray with you about that. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so if you are watching uh, today with others, uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to finish up uh, by having some fun um, as we move into ministry time. So you think about those different prayers. There's so many different responses that yeah. we can have uh, to God. Um, what I want you to do is to actually take those responses and crumple that up into being a snowball. <laughs> We've had yeah. a lot of snow here recently yeah. in Duluth. Yeah. And so this will be a pretend snowball. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're going to actually do that and then we're going to be able to have a snowball fight. Yeah. And so you crumple that up into a piece of paper. Yeah. And then you can, you know, separate yourselves a little bit. <laughs> throw some snowballs uh, and, and, at and, each and other. And then snow, throw snowballs at each other. <laughs> It'll be like a lot of fun to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. But then when we're done, then you can have a chance to then um, take one of those pieces and individually look at those, those different pieces that you want to receive prayer for, and then just pray for one another. And yeah. So we can do that in community together. That's right. So after the snowball fight, pick up one of those things. <laughs> and as a family, just open that up and then begin to pray for one another. That's great. That's great.